Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Two Star Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm joined as usual by Graham. Hi. I'm Dan. Guten Tag. And we are recording on Monday, just to make things extra interesting, uh, the 25th of April. Oh, yeah. I couldn't quite see what date it was. Um point of order is that last week's episode 46 was recorded last week but it didn't go out until today which is monday the 25th which mm. is why there was no mention of prince being deaded yes it's mostly my fault because i didn't edit it in time we will bring it up at your appraisal okay yeah. this week however prince is still dead yeah more so um, than anything and, yeah and uh, so is Victoria Wood. Yeah. I don't mm. believe the two are directly related, uh, oh, as they died separate times in separate countries, but oh, obviously yeah. we know they are tangentially related. Because is it genetically related? Yes. Jesus. It was Prince. Well, yes. He almost certainly did. He was genetically related to everybody on the planet, I think. So, yeah, more more tragic deaths of people in and around their 60s. I felt about Prince the same way that I felt about David Bowie. You know, I can... um, Sexually confused. That too. But, you know, mostly it's kind of, yeah, I'm loosely aware they were good and lots of people liked them. But I didn't truly give... Not that I didn't give a crap, you know. Yeah. musicians really have an impact on my life or anything. And I feel a bit weird watching everyone else, like, implode. Yeah, I don't have a strong opinion. And, I mean, I liked quite a lot of his music but some of it yeah I don't know it was alright I don't I don't think it's I mean I don't think there are that many people who actually did feel that way it's just that I mean obviously there are some but it's just that whenever somebody famous dies everyone has to generate this ridiculous outpouring of grief in this sort of weird grief one-upmanship battle that goes on to you know did you see what David Williams tweeted? I did. That was amazing. He tweeted, uh, thanks to Brian Ferry for inviting me to dinner with Prince one night. It was one of the most unforgettable moments of my life, which is just the worst thing that's ever been tweeted. I yeah. Think, isn't it? it's, it's, yeah. Well, for a start, you're name dropping Brian Ferry, which is, yeah. you know, I mean, it's a poor effort at best, but nonetheless, it's still name dropping somebody in attempt to then, Go on about how you've met the guy that just died yeah. and how great it was and at a dinner party. Just making sure all of your followers know that you are the one who met him and, uh, yeah, really quite tasteless. But the problem is, I think when people do that, it comes from, I don't know, I, I don't think it's cynical in a way to no, make themselves. No, I don't think it is. But it, yeah, I think it exposes. It really comes across that way. It does. That's the problem, isn't it? And I think it's. I don't know, because if, if you genuinely had a lot of affection for somebody who died and, and you're very upset by it, it's natural to want to express that. But it must be, I guess it's quite hard to do that in a way that doesn't look like you're just trying to make it all about you. Yeah, um, I mean, if you consider the analogy of Twitter as being basically like standing on top of a mountain and screaming so loud the entire world could hear, mm. I probably wouldn't want to do that when someone I knew and liked died, you know? Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, Prince was, I think it's fair to say he was the coolest man on the planet until last week when he died, which is, if anything, cooler. Mm -hmm. But uh, my favourite thing 
and I think uh, probably the most fitting tribute is a thing that I read uh, in the Popbitch newsletter about 12 years ago, which I have always remembered, and I managed to find in an archive somewhere. And that was um, somebody called Suze wrote in, saying, When I was 12, I was the babysitter for Prince's next-door neighbour in Chanhassen, Minnesota. One time, as the kids and I played hide-and-seek, we saw him outside his purple English Tudor home, running around in a gorilla suit. One of the girls, <laughs> Bonnie, who is eight, just told me, matter-of-factly, that's Mr. Prince. He always does that. <laughs> that is a good story. And that made me think he was even cooler than I did before. I mean, why the fuck wouldn't you at that point? It's like... Absolutely, yeah. Got enough money and fame that you just don't care what anybody thinks of you. Yep. It's yeah. lunchtime. I'll be running around in my gorilla suit now. So, well done to him. And it's a shame he's dead. And, I mean, any other year, we could have done this Bruce Forsyth joke and kept it running like for the entire entirety of the year without it just becoming very predictable and a bit boring. But, I mean, we've yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it's really it's only flamed April. out quite dramatically. Yeah, I mean, what more yeah. is there to say? He's an awful human. I, I mean, he's also not very well at the moment, so... No, he was unable to attend of... Ronnie Corbett's funeral because he was recovering from a hospital stay. Yeah, so, I mean, so, yeah. we're, we're sort of digging our own grave of, of looking very tasteless when he does inevitably die. I mean, it's his fault for not going sooner, <laughs> but... <laughs> That that's that tasteless thing, right he there. Was, he was way down the list. Well, he, he was he's way down the list of people who have died, but he was top of our list of people who would die. So he's bound mm. to go at some point. And, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's harvesting souls. He's a demon. We've got to stop him. All that. I don't. Etc. Etc. Et mm. pe- people are very familiar with the formula by now. I would imagine. Yeah, fill in the blanks, insert your own jokes. It's all, mm. it's all fine. And so Victoria Wood as well, she was quite funny. And she wasn't very old, was she? No, she was in her 60s as well. Yeah, mm. so odd. And China from out of wrestling, she died. Yep. Um, That's, you kind of expect wrestlers to drop dead. Well, I mean, yeah, that is, it's a little more, it's a little more, not expected, but like understandable, but it's still. Acceptable. You know. And yeah. uh, someone else died. I can't remember who. Oh, Terry Nutkins died again at, over the weekend. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why. I yeah. guess he was just... I, I think he probably just thought it was a good time to do it, get some publicity. Yeah, I love the feedback loops you get with that. But somebody yeah. mentions it on Twitter, and so people go onto the BBC website, and then it pushes it up the most read list on the BBC website. So people well, start talking about it on Twitter. Well, they even added the thing now that says... Like this article last updated twenty twelve, yeah, and people mm-hmm. still like click on it and go, "Oh my god, he's died!" Yeah, it's because mm-hmm. nobody reads any of the words, do they? Yeah, and you think, "Oh god, Terry Nutkin said, hang on a minute, he was already dead." So it's about time Tony Hart died again, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, might be seen as a bit of a bit of a cash in. Mm. And somebody else died last week as well, but I think they were old, so I think we're we're okay with that. We're going to allow that one to slide. Yeah, right. those those things are. You know, natural causes, I believe, is the mm. technical term. Um, in, in related music news, I've just come across something which I found rather amusing. You will, of course, be familiar uh, with uh, Bernie Clifton. Oh, he's with... a man with the ostrich, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Yeah, there's been a bit of a cock-up. Uh, you see, he appeared on uh, The Voice. And what? Why? As a res- I don't know. But... 
he got a very positive response, and so he uh, released an album of covers. Right. Right. Well, there's been a bit of a printing error, and (laughs) the track listing on his album of covers has accidentally been replaced by the track listing from uh, the album Miasmic Mutation by death metal band Abhorrent Decimation. Well, they're not going to be too far from each other, I wouldn't have thought, would they? No. So do we have do we have the two lists? Hey, tell you what, why don't we make why, let's make yes, an impromptu uh, we, quiz? We have, let's see. We if have we... some of them. So okay, I'm going to read you some track listings, and I want you to tell me if they are from the Impossible Dream, Bernie Clifton's album, or yep. Miasmic Mutation, Abhorrent Decimation's album. Clifton so, or Thrush? Uh, think of a pun, and that's what the quiz is called. Excellent. So, uh, let's start with Lady in Red. Uh, well, it could be... A, I think that's a curveball. I think it's red being blood and um, mm. the satanic uh, fire of hell. Uh, so I'm going to go with Bernie Clifton. I'm going to go with Miasmic Mutation for what he said, but really... No, I'm afraid Graham is correct. That one is a Clifton <sighs> original. Well, a Clifton cover, actually. But, mm. you know... Okay, Eternal Repulsion... Um, I guess that's probably a um, a sort of reworking of Eternal Flame by the Bangles. I'm going to go Clifton again. Uh, I'm afraid that is an Abhorrent Decimation original. Disappointing. Um, Not a Clifton. Okay. Echoes of the Vortex. Mm, Well, I think we're going to have to go uh, Abhorrent... What what was it? Abhorrent Mutations. Uh, Abhorrent Decimation is the band. Miasmic Mutation is the album. Right. Okay, well, them. The, the Shouty Men. Uh, the Shouty Men. You are correct. That is indeed Shouty Men. Okay, so next up, Count Your Blessings. Uh, I don't. It's not one that I recognise the title as a cover, so uh, I'm going to go with the Abhorrent uh, Decimations. I'll go with Conklin to be contrarian. It, uh, it is Bernie Clifton, oh, uh, another cover. Yeah. And we'll just do one final one, Odious. Hmm. I'm going to go with the Soros Men, because clearly that is how they found their band name. Yeah. You are correct. That is Abhorrent Decimation. Excellent. Apparently, uh, this dreadful cock-up occurred due to similar catalogue numbers. <laughs> so, yeah. Fair enough. There we it's go. That's, yeah, I mean, it's an impressive fuck-up to do on a... I don't know how many copies of the album were produced. Did it, like, um, get the whole back cover of the album? So, like, there's yes. one... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh right, nice. There's, there's a picture of it, so they basically I, just printed the. Room. It would have been worse if they'd pressed the wrong discs, and people buying Bernie Clifton ended up with the. the oh, I don't know. I think that would have been much better. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, this this almost demands that you know a sort of double A side album. You know, you get one CD of uh, Clifton and one CD of Decimation. Well, yeah. I mean, why well, he could have done well? His next covers album is sorted because he's just going to cover the. Oh, uh, yeah, it's true. The, the Miasmic Mutations album. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's not the first time that they've, there's been a disc screw-up in that same way. There was the famous cock-up with uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, which was at, where the second disc was actually a Mass Effect 2 disc, but with a Call <laughs> of Duty uh, thing printed on the front of it. Oh, nice. nice. That was a bit of a balls-up. Mm. Uh, but not quite uh, uh, on the scale of uh, Clifton, Clifton Decimation. Clifton Decimation is actually a pretty decent band name. Well, I can only assume it's going to be the name of their inevitable joint venture. Yeah. And uh, 
instead of riding around on a pretend ostrich, he'll be riding around on a like a, a hound from hell uh, with yeah, fire. I, I can see that. Yeah. Isn't he one of the ones that had his hand up the bum of the ostrich? No, that was no. Uh, he's the one that rides it. He's got yeah. where his legs his legs go through the ostrich's okay, legs, yeah, and no. he's got floppy legs, and he runs around. Yes, and yes, yes. I think that was the whole act, wasn't it? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he was a, a comedian in the seventies, so I assume he was racist and sexist as well. But I don't. No, that was the, no, that was the the uh, ostrich. All oh, right, okay. So he, he, he was. He, he, his views were perfectly acceptable. Oh, well, that's all right then. Yeah. But he, you know, the ostrich got away with ostrich it because ostrich. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, that's that. I just saw it and thought it was worth uh, discussing. No, it was pretty good. I'm I'm not as disappointed as I expected, which is frankly a triumph. So, um. I have a couple of bits this week, and I'm going to start with the news that um, Skynet has stopped fucking around. Uh, if you would like to look at the Was monster- it fucking around before? Well, yes, because, you know, we, we all know that um, the machine is coming and it's uh, taking the form of, you know, racist chatbots and um, there was some other racist stuff. Racist chatbots. Chat- yeah, but most of the racist... There was the racist caption bot. Yes, that's it. Racist caption bot. Hit the loving caption bot. Um, basically, it was just being you know, Reddit writ large as Skynet. Hmm. Um, but it's actually created like, you know, the first Terminators, as far as I can tell. Oh, Christ, or, that's terrifying. Yeah, as the internet calls them, robotic sea snakes. Right. And well, I mean, they are literally as horrifying as so, you would expect. It, yeah, so it's they, got red eyes for lights. Yeah. Lights for lights. I mean, that's the, that's the big mistake, isn't it? Because yeah. it would just look acceptable. Well, I mean, it would... It'd still be fairly terrifying, but yeah, they've given this black snake that swims around underwater, bright red glowing eyes, and it yeah. just looks like it's out to. And they they had terminators like this in Salvation, didn't they? That went and like got into the submarine and fucked them up and that. Yeah, they they actually they what they look they remind me of is the things from the Matrix. Yeah, yes, yeah, there's a bit Fair of that. Not. Are they autonomous or are they controlled by? Man. Well, I think the people that built them think they are controlled by man. But oh. look at that thing. That is clearly autonomous. And that time, have to run into the sea is going to fuck us up. I mean, there's a lot of words in this article. Oh, it's, it's, there's a lot of big <laughs> words as well. I mean, I'm just going to... I think it's just safest to assume that they're going to kill us all. So, right, yeah. uh, land... Well, that's the oceans off that yeah. we're, we're um, now. There's yeah. drones, they take the air out. Land-based machine death seems to be slightly less forthcoming, so I think we just need to head for the hills. Yeah, although I choose to assume that by the time that Skynet takes the air and the sea, it'll just be building straight-up Terminators, and that'll be that. Well, yeah. Oh, well, it's uh, something to... uh, Words from brain that make sense. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, so the end is coming, but in the meantime, before the end comes... Um, I'm sure everyone loves restaurants, and as everyone knows, a restaurant can't be good unless it's got a shitty, shitty theme. And I've come across several of these particularly shitty-themed restaurants recently, and naturally the thought is, clearly there's money in it, the two-star podcast can get in on that shit. So, there is, there has recently been, a restaurant based on Death Row. So, you know, all of the ambiance, such as you can call it, is based on cells and death paraphernalia, which is obviously Mm. what I think I'm eating. Do you get to sit um, in electric chairs? And I think you get to sit on electric-like chairs. I don't right. think they actually electric. Not functional. You. Just and presumably they just no. inject all of your food through three different uh, syringes that sort of mix together. So you have like 
the meat in one, the gravy in another, and the peas, and then they just inject you in there. That would probably kill you, wouldn't it? does sound quite plausible. Um, Yeah, there's a Breaking Bad-themed restaurant, which doesn't sound that awful, except for, like, the chefs and stuff wear the awful mask things that the Breaking Bad dude wears. Well, no, but it sounds awful from the point of view that it just doesn't work beyond, like, about the next five years, when everyone will be going, well, the fuck's Breaking Bad? Yeah, it's very much of it. Well, you think it's going to be around in five years? No. but They they appreciate that they're going to be around for uh, six months at most. Yeah. Um, The breast milk-themed one is quite old, but, yeah, so um, some weirdos, frankly, have just started incorporating human breast milk into their... um, Oh, what, really? Yeah. It's in Switzerland, I think. Right. Yeah. Again, shitty, shitty gimmick. I don't quite know why you'd want this. And worst of all... Do they just have, like, a load of women who've recently had children, like, in the kitchen, and they just milk them? I think they sort of do the milking offside and store it in bottles and stuff. But basically, yes. They just hook them up to a big machine. I choose to assume it's more like organic and Oh, right, and like, a, like a hippie... Uh, hippie I could free-range. Free-range. <laughs> free-range women, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, prefer, I, prefer my, uh, I prefer my wet nurse's battery farmed. Although Switzerland is, quite ne- Switzerland is quite near to Austria, so they could have like their own private fritzel. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this went further downhill than I was expecting. Even yeah, worse so, than last week. <laughs> moving on from Private Fritzels, um, the latest one is there is a pop-up restaurant in London where one sits down, sorry, uh, you arrive at the restaurant, you say, here, I've booked in, and they say, take your clothes off. And you eat naked. Oh, who wants that? I don't know. Like, I can't think of anything less appetising than a restaurant where all of your fellow diners are slightly overweight, hairy, and naked. Yeah, it's Can not appetising, and it's not erotic. It's horrible. Imagine going to a work dinner there. You know there's some clown at your job that would book it. It's a Christmas party. Oh, yep. Jesus. <laughs> You'd be naked except for a nice pointy silver hat. There's, uh, there's one that's been, been around for quite a long time where it's all it's all dark and all yeah, the waiters are blind people. No, there's one in, yes. one in London as well. Is there? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's blind waiters and dark... That sounds like that would be quite quite fun, I think. But The problem is, I'd feel constantly like I was being cheated, like there was some extra pile of food on my plate that I just couldn't see, <laughs> and that I'd miss out on eating it, and that I, would upset me the entire I would be meeting. constantly uh, worried that everybody else would be given night vision goggles, and they're all laughing at what dickhead <laughs> I was making of myself. Yeah, but I that think that awesome. probably says more about me. Did you know there's people in the world who, if they hear a group of people laughing in public don't automatically assume it's at their expense. Well, I know, can you... Weird. It must be narcissists or something, but I can't imagine yeah. not just instantly hearing that and thinking, oh, God, what's wrong with me today? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I mean... Oh, it, turn, it turns out that the uh, the nudie-nudie London restaurant is the brainchild of the same company that are behind the Breaking Bad theme. Oh, fuck. Are we just reading out a press release for this company? I mean, no, basically. So they must have some others then. Lollipop oh, is their name, which is just oh, that just says everything, doesn't it? Uh, let's yeah. search for lollipop restaurants. I don't know if I, if I want to search for that. It sounds like you're going to get on some sort of list. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like there's some kind of list. It's all one elaborate honey trap. But it's not coming up. It's coming up with places called the Lollipop Diner <laughs> in Hepworth. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going there. Yeah. 
they, I don't. I mean, you know, it's nice to have a restaurant that's a little bit different, but it's mm. unnecessary to be themed in something that's unrelated to food, isn't it? Really? Yeah. So I'm sensing that as a as a podcast team, we don't want to be founding our own pop up restaurants anywhere. Well, I mean, we don't want to, but we're bound to have to, aren't we? Mm. That's the business model we subscribe to. Yeah. So, uh, so what, what what are we going to do? I'm struggling to think of a truly noxious gimmick. I'm sure that there is somewhere or was a Hitler restaurant, which is obviously the, you know, straight to the bottom option. Uh, have you heard of the mayor of Scaredy Cat Town? I haven't. It is the worst fucking thing I've ever heard of. Basically, it's um, a bar for twats in London. I think it's in Shoreditch, which should surprise nobody. <laughs> yeah, sounds um, about right. And it's there's like a cafe bar and you have to go up to the staff and say you would like to see the mayor, and then they open a secret door which is built into a smeg fridge, and then you go downstairs into this like secret bar, and the secret bar is called the Mayor of Scaredy Cat Town. And that just sounds like every if there was a fire in that place and everyone perished, <laughs> I would rejoice. I've been to a, a bar in London called uh, the Phileas Fogg Bar, which is it's not quite as bad as that, but you know it does have like full liveried doorman in like. When was well, eighteen fifty Edwardian style costumes, and you have to like do silly things to get let in there, and that was. Mm. But it, once you got in there, it was literally just a bar with ye olde colonial shite trappings. So I felt that was at least tolerable. But yeah, the mayor of Scaredy Cat Town just sounds just sounds like everybody in there would be a self satisfied prick. Mm. So we should go there. We should have do a live podcast from the not a live one, obviously, but we we could. We need people to... Oh, I bet it's really expensive. We need to do a Kickstarter mm-hmm. to get together the money for a round. Yeah. They've got a sign-up on the wall that says, No Heavy Petting. Fucking twats. And there's, a moose, you know, with a, there's a moose with a lay on its neck. A what? Uh, you know, those things that the... Um, who's them? The, who's the people? The people <laughs> who have flowers on their necks. Oh, yeah, you know. Hawaiians, yeah. Yes. Those people. Yes. I thought you meant like a crisp or something as opposed to... Yes. feeling <laughs> it might be related to... Uh, it. The cafe bar, like the upstairs bit, seems to be called the Breakfast Club, but that's not the same thing as those two guys who made the breakfast cereal cafe, is it? I don't think. No, because that's cool. Isn't that, cool? Isn't that the cereal killer cafe? Yeah. Yeah. The the whole internet lost their minds at those two guys and said that it was completely unacceptable and they mm. should die. And I saw an interview with them after they they got like smashed up by anti capitalists. Yeah. Um and they just seemed like really normal, quite nice guys who just wanted to do something and, you know, found a market and mm. you know, I mean, obviously everybody who goes there is a dickhead. And so are they. But, if, but yeah, but you know, if that's the case, don't fucking go there. Yeah, don't exactly, give them your yeah. money. No, yeah. no it seemed misplaced anger. I mean, I have just said that everyone in the mayor of Scaredy Cat Down deserves to die in a fire, but I think that's justified because you have to walk through a fridge. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's also the key element. The mayor of Scaredy Cat Down, and you have and you have to say you want to see the mayor. You can't just go in like a normal person. But yeah, I mean, I'm I've confused myself a little bit here. I don't know what I think anymore. I I sort of resented the the anti capitalist lot because you know there are many sins of capitalism. Random cereal restaurants, yeah, just don't even register. And then most of them also live in Shoreditch and mm. probably do nice trendy jobs. 
near in or near the city. And I tell you what, wait until those protesters find out about the Panama Papers. It'll blow their fucking minds. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they'll suddenly realise they've been going after the wrong people. Yes. What do they call themselves? Fuck, fuck Brigade or something. Yes, it was never clear what the actual context of that yeah. phrase was. Whether they were, whether it was fuck brigading or whether they were brigading around fucking or... Which is a brigade of fucks. Yeah, it, it was never clear. Mm. Well, I, mean, I think I think you would have got them the most followers, but yeah, I imagine it was a name that somebody came up with while very drunk and thought it was hilarious, and then only afterwards realised that not only did it not make a lot of sense, but from a grammatical perspective, it was rather unwieldy. Mm. Oh, sorry, it's fine, uh, but by that point, they'd already printed the banners. Sorry, it's fuck parade, not brigade. That makes it worse. Yeah, it does. Mm. Much worse. And I can't find anything about them on the internet recently. Uh, oh no, there's a shot. There's, uh, next Sunday, in fact. Oh, this is nice and topical. They've got another fuck parade on, on the 1st of May, which presumably just means they're taking over the May Day riots. Or trying mm. to. Like fucking capitalists, trying to get free market competition on rioting. Shameless. My only conclusion from this is that rioting probably is actually quite fun. Mm. They're going to call it May Day Masquerade. Um, you see, it's not rioting. It's it's not rioting if you're uh, pretending that you're protesting when actually you just want to fuck shit up. Then so, then you're then what you're doing is is uh, you know standing up to the man. Um, you see, my problem with May Day Masquerade is I'm quite certain that one of the mayor of Scaredy Cat Town or the serial killers or some other shithole like that is going to have an event also called May Day Masquerade or something equally mm. shitty. And you're just going to get two massive groups of bellends wearing stupid masks, walk straight past each other, not realising that they want to... Well, it says, uh, meet Sunday 1st of May, 6pm at 1 Commercial Street, Allgate. Bring sounds, noise, love, anything you want to see in a street party against gentrification. Calling all fuck paraders, all mobile sound systems, in bins, on trolleys, pulled by bikes, powered by burning hippies... We'd love the lot to show up and join us for the fuck parade. Anything that makes music and noise. Voices, drums, horns, trumpets, guitars, maracas, bells, whistles, amplifiers, those fucking voo-voo-zayla things. Meet on May Day, Sunday 1st of May, 6pm sharp. And then it just says the same thing again. You realise some arsehole hipster, or some, actually, I'll give him in this case, hilarious hipster, is going to turn up with, like, an artisanal voo made of genuine Aboriginal wood or something, uh... One of those half oil drum barbecues with some organic sausages and GM free burgers and start being an absolute gentrified hipster in the middle of this whilst actively participating, just for the ironic value. In fact, god damn it, I want to do that now. What, so what is gentrification then? I don't really understand what their aims are. Um, they basically want to stop rich people coming in and making it unaffordable for not rich people to live there. So they're yeah. going to do that by shouting. Yes. Yeah. That okay. was their argument. That was their argument against Serial Killer Cafe was yeah. that because it was like three quid for a bowl of cereal, it was forcing all the poor people out of the area because they wouldn't be able to afford to buy cereal. They have to go to cereal cafes that are cheaper. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Off-brand cereal. Like I said, that was not the greatest target in the world. Like there are plenty of places. Like London is, has got a serious problem because no one can afford to live there because like the affordable area has just moved further and further and further and further out and it's now basically outside the M25. Yeah. But you don't fix that by firebombing somebody's cereal cafe. You'd have thought you'd go for like the oligarchs and the uh, Middle Eastern yeah. sheikhs who are 
you know, buying up properties and not even visiting them just because they can. Yeah. yeah just a couple of guys with beards who uh, like cereal. Yeah. I think the only rational solution to that um, parade is everyone turns up with Vuvuzelas and then everyone must go home in disgust. Mm. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. So that all we all get firebombed because the London area on Sunday do a Vuvuzela at them and see how they like that. Also, that might have a comedy effect of getting pest control or something out thinking there's the most enormous swarm of bees in the middle of London. Hmm. You know, bees, and everyone is like twatting themselves and saying, isn't it sad that all of the bees are going away? Yeah. Good. Fuck them. Well, no, because then all our crops go away and stuff, and I ah, like eating. Bees don't do anything, they just sting people and try and kill No, you're us. thinking of wasps. No, it's the same. Wasp? They're the same thing. They're really not. What's the difference between a bee and a wasp? Well, one goes around stinging people, and the other one makes all our plants grow. No, it doesn't. Plants just plants don't need bees to grow. Plants are very kinky. They require three ways with bees. They don't need bees. What about countries that don't have bees? How do their plants grow? I've no idea, actually. Exactly. You're buying into well, this other, other bee propaganda. It's not yeah, just well, bees, but well, bees are one of them. So let's get rid of the bees and not keep banging on about how they're all dying, and uh, we'll, they'll just be something else. It'll be fine. Also, then you won't have any honey. Oh, you know, we can have golden syrup or maple syrup instead. Honey's not that great, is it, really? It's not even inside crunchies. That's just sugar that's been boiled. I I mean, that was never one of my... My pro-honey arguments was never really, it's in a crunchy. Well, no, but, I mean, when do you eat honey apart from on toast? You don't. You could live without honey. I bet you haven't had honey once in the last two months. I totally have. Not very much, but some. No, no, I have. Well, you could have had chocolate spread instead. Yeah, I did that too. I had Nutella, because I'm awful. Well, either way... If it means you don't have to get stung by a horde of bees every time you leave the house, I'm all for it. Fuck them. Mm. Fair enough. Stupid little Your position. This is noticed. Furry pricks. Who do they think they are? Bees. You have to dress up like a fucking spaceman to go near them. It's bullshit. Have you had a bad experience recently? Fuck the bees. I want to parade to stop banging on about gentrification. They need to take out the bees. That's the problem. Come on, we've pushed them this close to the brink of extinction. Let's just tip them over the edge. Get rid of the pricks. Down with the bees. Hashtag bee doom. I wish uh, Bruce Forsyth was killing bees instead of loved celebrities. Fucking hate bees. I'm trying to work out which member of your family was sexually assaulted by a bee. Nobody was. They're just dickheads, aren't they? All they do is sting you and go, Ooh, you can't touch me. I make honey. It's like, well, fuck you, mate. I think you can get syrup out of trees now. I'm not sure it's just now. <laughs> it's a, mo- a modern invention. Well, we figured out how to uh, extract... Um, what is maple syrup? Is it just tree sap? Basically, yeah. from maple trees. So why probably. do you only sap out of maple trees? Well, you don't, but it's just happens to be one that turns out to be quite tasty, so as we... opposed to like the sap you get out of trees that is rubber. But do people Literally. eat sap out of other trees? Uh, I presume so. Mm. Don't, don't presume. Get, get back to well, the I facts. Mean, birds do. Animals do. All the time. Yeah, but they don't put it on pancakes and make an entire national uh, identity out of it, do they? Well, no. But, I mean, to be fair, they're much less big on pancakes. Mm. Well, I think that's even less reason for bees than if you can drink sap out of any old tree. Mm. Bees do not do anything for us. 
And is, and their honey is just their puke, so it's pretty disgusting that you're saying that we should keep them around so we can eat theirs and vomit. That's literally what you want to do. You want them to not go extinct so you can eat their puke. That's ridiculous. It's probably best that we don't get too far into exactly what elements of animals we consume. Well, mm. I, I don't think we eat the puke of any other animal and call it delicious, do we? No, but, like, there are hot dogs. Yeah, but, I mean, that's no... That's just shit and awful and stuff. There's no nobody's been sick into it. We don't squeeze the sick out of bees. And I mean, how do how do you even fucking milk a bee? It's disgusting. I mean, I've never actually tried to milk a bee. Yeah, I well, couldn't tell you. you. If you did, it would sting you to death because that's their main priority. It's just kill. Well, I mean, to be fair, it, I don't think I'd be particularly enthusiastic if somebody tried to milk me. Yeah, I suppose if somebody tried to eat my puke, I would sting them. Yeah. Well, anyway, let it be known that our mission is to wipe out bees. Well, it's your mission. Adam and I just well, don't give a shit. I'm just going to drag you along for the ride. Uh, fine, that seems to be the way this normally works. Good. Right, I'm done with this. I need to go and uh, wash. And I've got to get up at half past five in the morning tomorrow. Can you believe that shit? Why? Why? Go to Tottenham. <laughs> Why have you got to go to Tottenham? For work. You think you've got it bad? I've got to go to Birmingham for work. Yeah, but at least you live there. It's not an improvement. That's even worse. No, no, that is worse, actually. At least I get to come home from Tottenham at the end of the day. Right, well, that's um, that's enough for this week, I think. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, and remember, when you enter Australia, declare everything. Yes. Even if you haven't done it. Well, just de- yeah, declare loads of stuff you haven't got with you, uh, just to be on the safe side. It'll throw them off the scent. Exactly, they they won't know where to start looking. Dan looks confused. No, I just started reading other shit on the internet. No, no, it wasn't a statement about anything in particular, it was just a general comment. Well, that's mm. fair. Dan, when are we going to address the elephant in the room, which is the sexual tension between you and me on this podcast? I assume we were going to get drunk on Hayden Stag too and fuck then. Oh, cool. It really is one of the main talking points on the forum, is uh, the sexual deep goings-on and the will-they-won't-they they with you and me and whether we'll kiss... Mm. I mean, they don't know that we. We'll be off air, so they'll never know. Yeah, exactly. We've we've been doing it off air for years. They don't know. Um, yeah. The other, the other stuff they talk about is whether is you know the Adam character is a bit underdeveloped, isn't he? As a the the writing on the the Dan and Graham characters is top notch, but they seem to have got a, an intern on on the Adam, and his character development over the last two years has been poor. Mm. <laughs> good point, well made. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, right, I'm going to go and wash myself. Congratulations. Thanks. Going to go and get sleep. Goodbye. Bye. Adam is making weird ghost gestures and I can't work out how or why. <laughs>